Hello, I'm Aidan Gallagher. I'm Peter Reeves. Welcome to API, our integration podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to set the world to rights on various topics in the world of enterprise integration, and it scratches our collective itches as engineers who just want to uh, rant about enterprise IT over a cup of coffee. Or tea. Hello, Peter. Hello, Aidan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Tired. Got up early this morning. I went mm-hmm. to the gym. Is the gym in your garage? It's in the spare room. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put. I have to put the gym away whenever people come to stay. I got into a lot of trouble recently for not putting my putting my weights away. Dun dun dun. I I, I store my weights in a cupboard, and uh, I didn't didn't close the cupboard door properly and all the weights fell out the weights falling out is quite a big thing when uh when you don't live in a detached house when uh, when when you when you share a wall with your neighbors did the neighbors not someone thought that the chimney stack had fallen over <laughs> fallen off that it apparently it was quite a loud bang four four little weight four handheld weights Fell out of a cupboard and fell probably three feet onto a hard oh. floor. But anyway, so packing, pa- I packed my weight story wrong. I've gone to trouble. So what, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about the administration of modern applications and with a little bit of a view on how administering or supporting those applications might be done through things like monitoring, log- login, tracing and what security might be needed to achieve it yes continuing our series of the changing of changing it designs as we move to the cloud this week this today we are talking about administration what exactly is administration what would we consider administration to be it's when it's when you it's when you're a user that has maximum permissions okay all right what um Okay, so from a from a human point of view, I would say it's when when you or a team are responsible for the system. So, i.e., you are the person that gets the phone call when it goes wrong, or uh, that I don't say that people come to when they have problems or questions. But it is you are responsible, and there is no one else in the organization or business that would be looked at to to fix it or own it more than you. And there's obviously the ownership of or the creation of objects, even with automation, an administrative role, somebody who is a who is the correct permissions or the privileges are able to create system object in this in the system. Yeah, I would probably I'd probably say maybe like what do we say administration? Maybe what what is ops? I would say the difference between maybe operations and admins. You might have a team of operations people that maybe monitor and support a system or, or many systems, uh, but only a subset of those are likely to be admins. And even then, though those admins were probably only admins for a specific product and, and, and not all of them. So admins are a sort of group of operations teams? I I would say so, yeah. I imagine that we'll get, we'll get chewed up for saying that, but I would say so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that, that does sort of make sense based on uh, my experience anyway, because... You might have a support team who are able to watch logs, do some monitoring, find some issues, but then they would raise that with the admins who then go in. They respond to those ad hoc issue, issues and incidents as they arise, but it's the operations who are watching out for them. Um, so I think there is a, uh, I think there is a clear cut difference b- between them. But 
I think sometimes some members, because they are both operations and admin, those those lines might become a bit blurred. So is it operations or is it admin who are able to assign user roles and authorities on the system? Because you could say it's operations because it's a BAU activity, for example, or like taking backups, removing old, old users. Uh, is that an admin task or is that an operations task? Uh, I would I would say that it could be both, but I would say that for the, for our purposes of our discussion and what we're going to cover off uh, today, I would say that that was an admin type role. So there's certain admin tasks that are BAU activities. Some will include managing user roles and authorities on the system, which only an admin can do. There's lots of other BAU activities as well that we can think of as well. Things like backups, maybe maybe deleting users any kind of regular maintenance that needs to happen, maybe so like, I don't know, clearing queues or clearing logs. Yeah, any other, I don't know, do, applying patches or, or updates. Those are the sort of things I would also maybe include in the uh, include in the scope of what we're going to talk about. And what about things like updates to product versions? Yeah, updates. Um, yeah, updates to maybe software and and maybe software and hardware and firmware. And I'd say that an admin you'd expect to be involved ahead of the actual activities. So I'd expect an admin to be involved in the in the discovery, so what's new about the product version, the method and the approach for actually upgrading and then understanding what the impacts will be on the system that they are administrating. So that's an admin. That's what we think an admin is. And I suppose the key thing in the changing IT landscape for me between what an admin used to do and what an admin does today is that automation seems to be taking a lead on a lot of the BAU tasks. A lot of the systems and methods are a lot more sophisticated than they used to be. So we used to do a lot of administrative roles just through bash scripts, whereas mm. now it's getting that there are a lot of tools out of the box that you can use that are shipped with the product or with a platform that allow you to very quickly automate the administrative task. And that makes sense because... Obviously, there's generally a, a workforce shortage, so there's a, not enough people to be able to do things like 24-7 support and operations and administration of the systems. Automation, I suppose, allows us to continue to perform administrative tasks without needing quite so many people uh, available with all the relevant skills. So even if you don't have all the skills that you need to do the admin role, uh, you can run things like pipelines in order to complete the administrative task. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I'd say sort of workforce workforce shortage. However, I do think that there is an expectation that, especially with cloud, that admins and, and sort of staff in general are going to be comb shaped rather than T shaped. If you've heard of that particular buzzword for describing your skills, if, if you think of it a bit like a bar graph, if you had like a bar graph de de describing all your different skill levels with different technologies and products. You might think that historically admins were T-shaped. They were really good at one particular technology. Well, now there's the expectation that people are comb-shaped and that they are decently good at many technologies. A bit like how we described an operations person earlier, uh, earlier in the uh, earlier in the spiel. And do you think that's easier for admins today? If you think about things like REST APIs or REST admin APIs that are available, does that mean that it's easier to be an administrator of multiple products and have a lot more technical skills in, in a variety of, of products and 
product types. To an extent, yeah. I think that in every single episode of our <laughs> of this series, we've talked about standardization and the benefits of standardization. Uh, but to just touch on um, something that you, something you've observed and said, um, that yeah, many many kind of cloud based products they'll come with um, run books or crib sheets or stuff to actually already get you going or get you going with the or automation that you need or going or get you going with the um, the type of procedures that you might need to do. Um, I think the understanding that the person running this software is going to be, uh, yeah, some kind of comb-shaped cloud-native individual uh, helps because they're kind of given they're given a bit of that out of the box. Yeah, and I suppose that the following question from that is, just because an admin administrative task is abstracted away from the end user. Does that mean that they understand what 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 is happening on the system? Do they understand the system, or do they just understand the REST API? Um, I'm sure I could run administrative tasks on products that I don't know very well, just by simply reading the APIs. You know, I've been able to set up APIs from like Network Rail and uh, Twitter and whatever, but it doesn't mean I'm a I'm a an expert in those things. So. Is there, poss- yeah. is there possibly an element of the comb shaped isn't the comb isn't as deep as the T, so the T would have been a much much deeper, but the comb is mm. maybe the comb doesn't have quite as as deeper prongs. The the, the, the comb forgets, but the T remembers. Is is that an actual saying? No, it's a it's a riff on the the axe forgets, the tree remembers. So that's actually really good. <laughs> you 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 can, you can use that one. You can pass that one off as your own. I don't know. I, I feel a bit like there is potential for administrative tasks to be automated more. But yes. the push against that is, one, the automation abstracts away. So maybe if things go truly mental or there's a true issue on the system, maybe nobody really understands. It's harder to understand exactly why without having to go to like a support team or find somebody with that deep knowledge or spend a lot of time to understand why something might be working in a specific way. I think there's a pro and a, it, there's pro and a con. Yeah. So yeah, in, in a in a in a depressing point of view, is that just not modern technology that people are happy with with good enough? Um and so people with super deep skills might not necessarily be rewarded. We're we're quite happy to have good enough skills. Which is almost it's almost an MVP, isn't it? It's always the same. It's, you know, it's almost the same mentality because a minimum viable yeah. product is good enough, isn't it? It's not. Mm. We've not spent ages painstakingly trying to decide whether something's fully correct or not. So, I I, I do understand how it's coming forward in 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 the world, and if it allows agility, which is what most of the changing IT landscape is is requesting, they want people want to be agile. People want to be able to. Uh, quickly accelerate what they're doing and part of that as well is being able to support and maintain systems um, with the administrators being able to do tasks quickly and easily. Let's go back to something that you um, touched on which was the the ubiquity of the REST API which basically is now I think that pretty much every kind of tool is now available for automation. Just just to finish off on automation, it, it's now sort of unquestioned um, that that you shouldn't be uh, working towards having BAU tasks. They should all be automated. But cloud software, I'm, I'm I mean cloud software in its ubiquity now always has 
automated means and you can listen to our earlier you can listen to our earlier um, episodes around uh, provisioning and how the way that provisioning and creating environments has all been built around automation and so all that management of environments follows on is all built around automation yeah okay. and, we, and we've and we've got a future episode where we're going to talk about devops and automation as well so how has the administrator role changed or how are how is an administrator's role changing in a modern it landscape or with the change in it landscape one of the key ones is probably a little bit around security and what we accept people are able to do on a system as an as an administrator that isn't to say that previously we endorsed everybody being able to be an admin and jumping on but i i think it did become part of an ingrained system where the easiest way to actually get stuff done was to give everyone who needed it the admin role whether or not they were admins or not yeah you had the kind of um, almost mythic um you had people who were wizards i'm sure there's a term for them and and i don't i don't want to say the 10 times developer there's a term for like like those those few people in your organization that seem to be involved in absolutely everything and they know about absolutely everything and they've got access to absolutely everything and rather than having to go and talk to the admin of the product uh you give them the admin rights they'll they'll figure it out because otherwise yeah nothing gets done it takes too long and i think as consultants we've always gone around and said make sure this is secure don't add users to the admin group don't actually add anyone to the default uh um, installation group make sure that you are creating a new admin group that you can control and you know are you doing user or group based admin access and all these good sort of things but it was just so easy when something's on fire to say oh, i'll give these mm. i'll give these people admin access they know what they're doing they'll be able to fix it and we'll get out of this um hellhole and yeah it just sort of sticks after a while you say well there's there's been so many issues and we have to keep giving it them it's easier just to keep them with those permissions all the time but that's changing in cloud native systems because because they're on because they're publicly available they're in in public clouds or shared clouds and me bank customer could be sharing with hacker group who happen to be in the same data center <laughs> i was going to say that it's it's almost like a reverse of the uh of the cattle not pets the situation you were describing was where um the kind of this stereotypical admin of your would be able to kind of give a lot of tlc to a pet very very quickly because he has maximum permissions everywhere yeah um, but but now we're saying that the whole cattle not pets point of view has filtered through to everything has filtered through to modern system administration it's much more likely that they will be connecting or or or, or sudoing or whatever to to, to to maybe like a shared box with with a different set of goals their, their 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 goals are to bring something back online but they're not necessarily super attached and um willing to sink a load of time into picking something apart they just want to maintain their systems yeah and, and i think products are helping with 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 it as the clarity of what's required from an from role-based access control for example in in modern systems we're able to see that the ability to assign group-based permissions based on things like ldap has become more standardized more easy to implement which means that we can assign specific roles and permissions to specific groups like the admin groups yeah i was gonna say maybe not even ldap but um, the modern sort of cloud cloud hyperscalers have all got their all that got their own various 
I am setups yeah. and what, whatever whatever you want to call them. But but yeah, there's a much greater focus and um, professionalization of I am. And even in the last five, six, seven years, there's, there's been, I think, a, a growth of external tools where you can basically have firefighter access where you only release passwords for certain roles when mm. you need to access them. So in production, if I'm a admin role user in production, I actually can't access my password without a change request or an incident number. I'm only accessing the system when I need to. And I think that came pre-cloud native and cloud deployments, but I think it's followed, especially VMs on cloud, and that, to allow us to do that. And the same with DevOps pipelines again. Ah, oi, automation. But the automation, at least, is automation for a specific task. And you can set per automation permissions, which means that administrative tasks can be locked down a lot better. And when you're giving somebody permission to do a thing, say an automated pipeline, you're giving one pipeline the permission to do one thing rather than a user access to a to a machine where they go jump onto the machine, make a whole bunch of changes. And really the only auditability there is is to say what did you do on it i did this okay or maybe checking the history for example but yeah i think that greater role-based access control means that people are only able to do what they're supposed to be doing and with automation Mm. it's clear what that task being completed is yeah i feel like i need to be the be the be the yin to your yang and say that i think maybe the maybe the the reason that all this has come about sort of like yeah, professionalization of I am and and strength of R back and role based access control is probably because of the much much greater uh, threat matrix that you have on cloud. Previously, we said even if, if an admin had permissions on everything, like what kind of damage could they do? Oh, they could they could rip everything out on on cloud. Not only could they rip everything out, they could run you up a massive bill. <laughs> they could be uh, they could they could start mining bitcoins or whatever or do something absolutely terrible but they can they can hit your bottom line very very quickly and that's just the, that's just the nature of cloud that you can have anything you want provided you can pay for it so but i shouldn't say that that's the only threat that there is on cloud there there are all of the standard ones but often often the thing that makes often the thing that organizations pay the most attention to is is money is cost how cynical mm. no, but I, I agree and not just money cost also like customer customer care cost and yeah reputation reputation, exactly yeah i actually think with some of the threat matrix you're just talking about some of it's just moved it's a bit like everything on on cloud and cloud native is we're not really removing the the need to do these things we're just moving them somewhere else if you think of like container um availability instead of programming to inside a product a lot more we're seeing replica sets being required and and you're basically just passing it off to the the container management system to to manage the containers mm. for example so we're just pushing things elsewhere i suppose and, yeah and we have a risk there that keys to everything say it's say you've got an aws cloud account actually a, a somebody only has to have access to the aws account as an administrator and they've got the keys to everything you still have to be very careful about admin access even in cloud because at all levels because the higher up you go the, the more the more services you'll have access to. So we're nearing the end of this discussion and of, of what's changed from an admin point of view. And I suppose it really, it falls down to what we expect admins to do, the breadth of knowledge that we're expecting admins to have, uh, automation, RBAC. Automation and RBAC. <laughs> All the important things. 
like to do a I like to do a little thought experiment with you, Peter, if that's okay. Yes. Imagine you walk into an organization tomorrow, they sit you down and they draw on a whiteboard everything they're doing from their administrative perspective and you come out of it and you say that they don't need anything changing it's it's perfect it's the dream you you know you sign on the dotted dotted line there you 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 become a full-time employee what does that whiteboard sketch look like (laughs) i would i would question a few parts of the setup of that question because i i wouldn't i wouldn't describe it as an organization i feel that some of the best admin setups I've seen, or I would say I've read about, are whenever you, um, if you if you ever read if you ever read blogs about like uh, small scale software enterprises where it's basically like a company that's one guy, um, and and he I don't know runs his own SaaS offering, or he he's he's like a he develops and publishes his own software, and he and 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 the, these pers this person's basically automated their entire job, so they only work two hours a week. And literally everything just runs off and patches itself and monitors itself and alerts itself and tries to fix itself. And only when it can't fix itself will it alert the human operator or administrator. I feel that those the end goal of that level of automation only ever seems to happen in um, like little one-man band type uh, software shops. But if you're asking the question for a large-scale organization, what does like their their admin nirvana look like? I would say that it's uh, going back to again some of the th- some of the things that we've raised in terms of sensible, scalable things where there isn't one particular. It's not all. It's not all tied to one particular person. So like a team of admins or a team of operators can all work off the same thing. There are standardized ways of doing everything in terms of how how they how they're going to respond to incidents and how everything can be managed through a common I don't know REST API or interface. If they if they're using containers, have they got can they just like tear something down and let it rebuild, that kind of thing. That's probably where I would start. But I'm not sure that was I'm not sure that was the answer that you wanted to no, the question. No, that's no, that's good. I think what I'd add to that is I'd expect to see restricted access for all administrative tasks and roles with a clear understanding of what that task is being run for which can be reviewed and uh, accepted based on that so i think i'd add a the review process in there with with uh, lockdown administrative passwords i feel that where you've where you, where you were saying about standardized execution you almost want everything i didn't i deliberately didn't want to buzz in and, and interrupt you and say the word I'll say the word GitOps, but like uh, you want to be able to you want to be able to see all of the you want to be able to see a record of all of the administrative and operational activities in a log, whether they're in a ticket or they're they're attached to an incident or they're attached to a formally logged change. And I think the key one, I think the big the big one for me is the Nirvana for administration is when an admin when nobody has to log on to a box as an admin user it's the simplest most secure system that, that's a that's a good way of thinking about it actually i quite like that if you think nobody can or should log on to the actual virtual machine or the server or the container everything else then the only way you can update it is by changing the definition at which point it's just a security question isn't it i do think the modern 
modern ways of working like rest rest apis or rest admin apis will continue to get better I, I think we're there i think we're almost there i think it's now just about implementing it and make sure that we've got a consistent way of implementing administrative constructs in in, in systems today was there anything else you wanted to say about administration of modern applications peter no aiden i've got nothing that i want to talk about now <laughs> Right, so if there's any uh, budding admins out there seeing something amazing in later cloud, modern cloud applications or in modern IT landscapes, even if you're on-prem and you've seen something that you think has has pushed the boundaries of of what's good and what's not good, let us know. I I really like the word professionalised. If you think, if if you've got something, an example of where you think something's been professionalised or where you've 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 done something really really well then yeah do let us know tell us how we're all wrong because we'd love to hear from you we, we like being wrong mm. being wrong means, being wrong means you're learning i was going to say the same exactly. thing peter <sighs> lovely that's all for this week thank you for listening Bye-bye. goodbye goodbye